Hi there. My name's Jeff. I'm an elder here. I came along expecting to speak to a small group of people here. Um, it's wonderful to see that the place has got a lot more people. It reminds me of when I was in China, I was asked to give a speech in Chinese, and I went along thinking I was going to speak at a dinner table with about eight to ten people around it. Talked, talked to a few people. They led me in, brought me to the dais, and said, carry on. And there were 1,500 people in a, in a basketball stadium. That was different, okay? So I'm, I'm a little bit pleasantly surprised by you all being here. But let's get into the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be in line with you, Lord Jesus, because you're the only one that's to worship. Amen. Am I whistling? Am I got a whistler here? I'm better back here. Okay. Where am I going to see the words? Up there. All right. You'll guess that I haven't actually preached up here before. So, it, you know, I'll be finding you. You'll be there. All right. I want to talk about the light, the unmistakable light of the Lord Jesus. The world can't miss it. When you, when you see people full of it, you, got, you just see it and you go, wow, that person is full of light. How do they get it? How do they keep it? How do they walk in it? We're going to explore a little bit of that tonight, this morning. I used to preach at evening sermons, okay? Okay, 1 Peter 2. Let's start with 1 Peter 2. Where are we going? Are we going to get it there? Uh, we'll just, yep, we're doing that. Number next one. Okay, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Okay, that's it. Now, we've been talking about this being a priest quite a few times. That's come up in recent messages. And we're a priest of God. Okay, we're, that's what we're designed to be. But the next line we don't always talk about. Because the next line, it is underlined there. We are, can we all read it out, chosen to proclaim the wonderful acts of God. Okay, so we're chosen to do something. Well, that, that's interesting. Because we thought we were chosen to wear a good uniform with a bunch of stones on the front. Looking pretty good. Now look, this guy's probably a re quite nice guy. I'm not, not criticizing him. I'm saying, it's no use saying we're a priest and then just saying we got the uniform. Thanks. What we've got to do is be out there talking with people. We'll be out there doing things. Be out there doing what God called, called us to do. So we have to figure out what to do. Now Jesus gave us a clue. He got to Matthew 6 verse 10. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's one clue. We are supposed to take the kingdom of heaven into the earth. We are supposed to do things in this earth as it would be done in heaven. How do we do that? I've never been there, so I can't tell you what to do. But Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen God. So we've got some clues. Put simply, we are told to go out there with the light of Jesus, 
and show his unmistakable light in the rest of the world. That's what we're supposed to do. What's your light shining quota today? Can I have your light shining quota? Out of ten. Nine. Got some eights? Anyone on ten? Anyone on ten? Got a ten over there? Got a ten? Good on that. Well done. Well done. <laughs> so, but sometimes we're down at a two. Sometimes we're, okay, life's okay. I hope I don't meet anybody today. All right, so we, how do we balance that? All right, let's look. Let's look at what Jesus said next. Can we read this one out? You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Okay, so people have got to see something. Okay, they don't just see the uniform. They don't say, oh, they go to church. They're miserable all the time. And I've actually heard those words. So we've got to be doing something which shines. So just remember, we only get the light from Jesus. If we any, it, let's just clarify that before we go on. That Jesus spoke to the Pharisees. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not will have the light of life and will not walk in darkness. Okay, there's only one light. So if somebody comes to you and is sending you something else, which is a very nice sounding organization, and there's some beautiful ones out there, but actually they're not following the light of Jesus. Always stick to the one light. There is only one. But when we come to putting it into practice, that's really what I want to talk about today, is putting it into practice. Because it gets very confusing trying to carry around a lamp. We believe first in our mind. We believe in Jesus with our mind. That's belief. Our faith is actually doing something for Jesus. When we say, okay, I have that belief, and I believe he wants me to do this, I will do this. That's our faith when we actually say, I'll get up off my chair and I'll do that. I'll go and do it. And that is what Jesus is very clear about. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, when you do not do what I tell you to do? He's very clear. He was very pointed sometimes. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I'll show you what he's like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundations on the rock. And when the flood came, the, the rose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it was well built. And you know what follows that, I think many of you know what follows that, if you build on sand and the floods come, your house is gone. I think all of us have spent some time watching TV in the last three months, even last night, and watching houses disappear into rivers. And some of them are very good. They float for a little while down it before they disappear. Some of them just go straight in, gone. And that's what it's like when the flood comes and you're not prepared and you're not built on a rock. 
And it's the same with our lives. The storms comes in our lives. A whole range of them. We, some, some people actually think, oh, I believe in God, so all good things, it's always good things going to happen to me because I pray to God and it's always good things going to happen to me. That is not correct. The Bible is very clear that storms, difficulties, problems, shortages, business failures, sickness and deaths all will come in one form or another. These little problems in life are normal in life. And Jesus said, stay on the rock. Trust in me. I'm with you. So how do we build our life on the storms, on the rocks, with all these things going on? I've got a son. His name's Christopher. He's about 44. I'm quite old, by the way, so you know, don't, don't worry about me. But, um, he's about 44. And... Uh, my youngest son, and about five years ago, late 30s, he got uh, early onset um, Parkinson's disease. It was a shock to everybody. And there was some trauma while he went through that. He's a strong Christian believer, okay? His life was based on a rock. Anyway, late last year, Christopher came to me we, we met each other and he said, Dad, I'm, I'm really glad I got Parkinson's because it is, I have learned so much more about gentleness, humility, walking with God than I ever did before. He was a young professional on a career path like that. Gone. But now he thanks God that he had that, that he learned something about Jesus. Yvonne and I, several years ago, we had a business, and the business went bang, gone, disappeared. All the money disappeared. Um, and we had to learn to live a new life. Later on, we realised God was with us all the way through that. God kept us. God showed, showed us so many things because we, we weren't going the way we thought we were. We were going a different way. And God did that to show us, you're on the rock. Stay on that rock. Now I'm sure that many of you have had tragedies in your lives. And many of you will have lived through them and said, it's okay, Jesus is with us. And that's what we have to do in life. So there we are, standing on the rock. But sometimes we still fail to shine. We've got ourselves there, we're, we're trying to do what God wants, but we fail to shine. And we get to this little one, which... No one lights the lamp and hides it or put it un puts it under a bowl unless it is put on the lampstand. And instead, it is put on the lampstand so that people may see the light as they come in. But sometimes we hide our light. Um, 
for all sorts of reasons, we take a perfectly good light with Jesus in it and say, under the bulb. Don't want that to come out. And we do it because we have all sorts of very good reasons. I've got to read these out. We were upset by somebody. That's a good reason for hiding your light. We were upset by something that happened. We don't feel good enough to shine our light. I'm not good enough to shine my light. No one asked me. That's a good one. Or maybe we're too old, too young, too fat, too thin, too whatever it is, and we're not included. We're not educated. Um, I think there was a few fishermen back then who actually, with Jesus, who actually said, actually tried to tell him that, that we're not educated, so we shouldn't be coming with you. But that's not recorded in the Bible. They never doubted. They went with him. Peter, was he a fisherman? I think he was one of them. He just carried on and he became a leader. There's no excuses. We can use every excuse we can think of, and I have. After Yvonne and I went through a few of those traumas in our life, you know, um, we said, oh, well, we're no good. We, we, we're, not, we're not in the right calibre to be out there presenting because we failed. We had a business that failed. No good. What does Jesus say? In the same way, your light must shine before people so that they will see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. Wouldn't that be a good thing to do? So don't hide it. Seek God and see where you're supposed to shine. I was very fortunate because I had, uh, about two years ago, um, I was doing, we were doing some other ministries, Yvonne and I, before, before COVID came along and stopped a few things. But we were wondering what to do. And Robin Squires came into my life, as she, as she often does, in the, in the lobby there and says, Jeff, would you like to be an elder? I had thought about being an elder a few times, but I'm not putting that hand up. <laughs> Don't do that. You've been involved a long time ago. You've been involved before. Don't do that. Keep it, keep it down. And I thought, oh, no. God's used somebody else. He spoke it to me. So I said I would consider it. And that's it. The rest is what you see. You, get, you end up being an elder. But we have to. If we're going to enjoy the full life that God promises us, what are we doing saying no? to what Jesus wants us to do. Does Jesus want us to have a full life? Absolutely. But it sometimes means we've got to step out, put our toe in the water and do something. Okay, that's about hiding the light. Okay, we'll come back to that. The next thing I want to look at, uh, Hebrews 12 verse 1. Can we read this one out together, please? As for us, We have this large crowd of witnesses around us. 
So then, let us rid ourselves of everything that gets in the way and of the sin which holds us to it so tightly. And let us run with determination the race that lies before us. I like that race that lies before us. Sometimes we don't want to take the steps to get there, but I like the race. Now, the first thing he talks about is things that get in the way. These are not necessarily sins. They're, they're things that you're just doing, you're busy. I liken them to weeds growing around me. You know, and as you get old, you can get weeds growing around you, and it's very comfortable to sit and watch the telly. You can avoid thinking if you sit and watch the telly. It's good. But actually, God's saying, get off your backside. I want you to do something. If God's calling you to that, and please don't make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, that's only for fit people. I'm not a fit person, so I, I, I'm not physically fit, so I actually can't go and do anything. Because half of what you could be doing is praying for other people. And one of the things I've learned as I got older, um, I'm 75 in October, so if you're guessing, just, just stop guessing, I'm, I'm there. One of the things I've learned is, Let's, let's pray. And now I enjoy prayer. I didn't enjoy prayer when I was younger. I was too busy. But when I got used to it and started to work with, with think about God, I really began to enjoy prayer. So don't think there's something, you, something that you can't do. I'm not saying that we should get rid of all the church stuff that we're involved in. That's occasionally that's needed. Jesus, but Jesus, sorry, all the non-church stuff. Sorry, I must get that right. Jesus doesn't want us just to be in church. Jesus got a full life for us. There he is, giving us a life in all its fullness. Okay? But it's, Jesus is concerned when we get out of balance. When what we're doing one way and what we're doing the other way confuses us, when our whole life is confused and we're not doing, we're not doing things in peace, we're striving, we're struggling, and we've got to say, let's have a clear out. In the past, I have got rid of hobbies that I really enjoyed, and I've said, no, I can't do any more of that. It's not going to fit in my life. I didn't say it's not going to fit in church. I said it's not going to fit in my life. Um... At one stage, a long, long time ago, I liked doing up old cars. I, Yvonne knows I still dream of it. But actually, once you get one, it's like having another wife and three kid children. <laughs> Forever fixing something. So don't, don't go down that road. But we have to cut, cut sometimes and say, what is it we should be doing? Sometimes I've actually given up church works because it was out of balance, because my quiet times and my family times were not there anymore. They're gone, because I was too busy doing this and doing this and doing this. Don't get out of balance with anything like that. I've also got out of balance with long work hours sometimes. And some seasons of my life, I said, no, I'm not doing long work hours. And there was a few occasions where my children were in the teenagers <laughs> and they said oh you've got to put the hours in you know you don't get promotion you don't get promotion unless 
You put the hours out. They're looking for the people who really work at it, and they'll get the they'll get the top jobs. And I and every every afternoon, quarter past four was the official knockoff time. This manager walked out the door because he was having tea with his teenage children, and I didn't care what they thought of me. I went home, and needless to say. In that organisation, I didn't get promoted. God gave me a much bigger job outside of them. I just bypassed that lot and went to a much more senior role. Okay, That's what God does when you put your family first. You, you have not got to fear what the world says. And I know lots of young people now who are in certain industries where it's 10 or 12 hours a day. Don't get caught. Keep your balance. It's God that causes, puts you where you want to be. If you follow God, he'll put you where he wants you to be. You don't have to worship man. Worship God. Then we have to focus on things. Now, for a time, I was focused on industry and big business. And that's okay. But I had to curtail that and stop that. And we need to remember the parable of the sower. There's a bunch of, one, one bunch of seed ends up getting caught up with the weeds and the weeds come round and choke it. Don't let your life be choked by whatever it is. Get rid of whatever chokes your life. Even if it's something you really like. Not your wife and your family, but, you know. Even if it's something you really like. Get, get in there and do it. So that is, that is what happens when we're out of balance, okay? When Paul says, get rid of those things which are not right in your life. Not from a sin point of view, just from a balance point of view. Then we've got the third category, which is where sin gets in the way. Have you ever been driving in dusty roads and muddy roads. I have, um, out west and in Papua New Guinea, used to drive in old trucks. Toyotas is okay, Toyotas, yeah. Uh, thank you for laughing, those who appreciate the good news. Um, but with the thing is, after a day of driving and it goes dark, you couldn't see. You had to get out the front and actually clean your headlamps before you could see the road, because it was just caked on mud in times. Luke 34. Let, let's, can we read through this lot? It's a big read, but I'm going to let's read it through. 11.34. Your eyes are like a lamp for the body. When your eyes are sound, your whole body is full of light. But when your eyes are no good, your whole body will be in darkness. Make certain then that the light in you is not darkness. If your whole body is full of light, with no part of it in darkness, you will be bright all over, as when a lamp shines on you with its brightness. If part of your mind or body has got darkness in it, it cannot shine properly. It's like those dirty headlamps. The body works, but it's not going anywhere, it's not shining anywhere. 
When you realise you have a sin problem, get rid of it. You say, how do I get rid of it? Seek God, seek assistance. Find someone you can talk to. You need to get rid of things in your life that are not what God wants in there. Now, a lot of the time, we just need to clean the dust of this life off our feet. Let's just be clear on this. Jesus said, those who have taken a bath are completely clean and do not have to wash themselves except for their feet. All of you are clean except one. Let's not worry too much this time about the, the one. We know that was Judas. But Jesus is there washing the disciples' feet. And it's symbolic of what we have to do for each other. We have to help people. In this life, we are washed totally clean. It says there, you've had a bath. Those who have taken a bath are completely clean and do not have to wash themselves. All of you are clean. It says so. Jesus has washed us clean. Okay? But we live in this earth, in this world. This world is full of all sorts of rubbish. And we could say, oh, it's just the dust on our feet, but it's just the dust on our brain, the dust on our minds, the dust on our bodies, the whole thing. And we have to be able to say, I want to be clean. Jesus, I've come to you today. There's been a few problems. Please help me with this. Jesus, please forgive me. It's as simple as that. Keep coming to Jesus. If you want to go to a friend and talk to them about it, talk to someone else. I talk to Yvonne heaps and heaps of times and say, this is what happened today. And we get it right. If we have accepted Jesus into our lives and asked forgiveness, we're clean. Don't even think about anything else. But if you've not forgiven somebody, or are carrying anger or resentment. I carried anger and resentment for my father for about 20 years, so you know, I, I speak as one who understands. We were fine. Before he died, we, we were fine with each other. We were all fine, and we were fine for some years before that, but there were some difficult years there. We can do it in our, quiet, our own time, or we can go and get things straight if possible. Sometimes events are so long ago that actually you can't go back. You can't go back and talk to people about it. Sometimes they did. But you carry something in you. You said, I know that I, it wasn't good. You've got to go to Jesus. Sometimes it can work by coming out and talking to other people. Confession is good in some circumstances. But when you're doing that, don't let the enemy think, say, well, oh, well, I'm, you, you did all those other sins back there. You wrote this rose back there. You know, you're not probably forgiven with them. That's, that's absolutely wrong. And keep this in mind. The Lord says, now let's settle the matter. You are stained red with sin, but I will wash you as clean as snow. Although your stains are deep red, you will be as white as wool. That's what we've got to base it on. Everything's gone. It's all, we're all forgiven. 
We're only talking about things that we haven't handed over to Jesus. Some of them are current. Some of them go back a long way where we have just carried something in us. So tell the enemy to go away if he starts to remind you of things. He has no rights to you. Whatever it takes to get right and get that lamp 100%, start the cleaning process. If you know it's a current sin, well, you better just get rid of it and apologize. Seek forgiveness. Work it out. Get it right. We need to reframe our mind and, and start. This is what we need to be putting into our mind to stop the dust collecting on our feet and our lives. This is what we need to focus on in Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence or if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's what we need to fill our mind with. Then the dust gets less. And we start walking in the light easier. Don't live as if you can live, live with one foot in the world and say, it's okay. I can watch whatever I want. And then every day you're dusting off shovelfuls of rubbish. Watch, watch what's good. And read what's good. Okay. Now I want to summarize that. So we believe in the Lord Jesus and that his light, he gave us the light. We have to accept that we have to follow his commands. That's what Jesus says. And we do that by two things. One is we believe. We believe the commands. And the other is by faith, we step out and do something about it. We can't just do one or the other. We can't just do the first one and say, I'm a Christian, I won't do anything. We have to put the commands into practice. We have to stop hiding our light. We have to stop being too busy in whatever it is. We have to organize our life. It's a bit like my garage. My garage started five years ago or six years ago when we moved in with about 30 boxes in it. I'm down to 20. <laughs> There's things that you, you get hold of and you go, oh, I can't get rid of this. It, it might be useful to me. <laughs> Come on. Wake up to ourselves. <laughs> I'm down to 20. Both walls. It's beautiful. Um, sort, your, sort your life out. Don't let your life be surrounded by the wrong boxes and be doing the wrong things. Not, not, not evil things, just cluttering. Ask God what he wants you to do and then say, I need time for that. What has to go? Do that and shine where God wanted you to be shining. And if sin's in the way, get rid of it. 
It's to say that I can say that it's simple. Sometimes it's difficult. But you have to say, okay, God, I will do that. I will determine to move and change, the, change what happened. Some from way, way back. Some may be current. We have to make sure that we keep our feet clean, our mind clean, and walk forward with Jesus. We're, we are a conservative Baptist church. I just want to remind you of that, in case you have any doubt. We're a conservative Baptist church. But I believe that God wants us to do something this morning to say we, we recognise there's something in our life, either hiding under a bowl or, or weeds growing around us or sin, that we need to do something about. Can the musos come forward, please? Are we there? Yeah. Um, we need to do something about. Uh, I don't want to pray for anybody. I'm not in the praying for you out here. But if any of you want to make a faith step in your own mind, I ask you to stand up and say, I want to change my life. We're not asking any questions. I want to stand up and say, I believe that I've been hiding my light. Don't say it to me, just you don't have to say anything. Without a word, if you want to stand up and say you're shining, you're either hiding your light, you're too busy, or there's some problem in your life that you need to sort out, please stand up. Thank you. Thank you. I know that when we make that faith step and say, yes, Lord, I'm taking a step. I don't just believe. I actually want to do something. When we do something, just standing up is all it does. We're actually saying, God, my faith is there. That's what it's all about. All right? Thank you, people. Sit down. You didn't stand up to me. You stood up to God. Lord Jesus, as we leave this place, I pray you will help us to walk in your paths, to be available for you, to be ready to shine our light, to get rid of anything that would block our path and we would walk, walk with you in the joy of, of life that you want for us. In Jesus' name, amen.